Today is Tacos Tuesday, so we're bringing on another advertising expert to answer all of your Amazon PPC questions, including the latest on product launches and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Want to keep up to date with trending topics in the e-commerce world? Make sure to subscribe to our blog. We regularly release articles that talk about things such as shipping and logistics, e-commerce in other countries, the latest changes to Amazon Seller Central, how to get set up on new platforms like Newegg, how to write and publish a book on Amazon KDP, and much, much more. Check these articles out at h10.me forward slash blog. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Series Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our monthly Tacos Tuesday program, where we bring a special guest every single month, and we talk about anything and everything Amazon and Walmart PPC related. And so you guys, uh, hopefully you've been getting some of your questions ready. I've been getting some questions ready that I'm going to be giving uh, to our guest and let's get them all answered. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest, uh, Leron Hirschkorn from Incrementum Digital. Leron in the house. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. Thanks so much for having me on. Excited to be awesome. here. Awesome. Awesome. Now you're still in uh, you're still in uh, New York? Is that where you're uh, based on? I'm at? in New York. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was uh, just there a few weeks ago. Um, took the family out there. Be going uh, one or two times again in October. And one of the, one of the times is I'm going to be seeing you. You're going to be our guest speaker at our uh, Helium 10 Elite workshop. Um, do you know yet what you're going to be uh, talking about there? Can we give anybody a, a sneak peek at all? Possibly Amazon Marketing Cloud is what's been on my mind. Uh, but uh, we'll see, I guess, if that stays stays the topic. Or, yeah, maybe we want to get some feedback from the uh, from the audience. Um, there's a lot of very interesting things happening with the uh, with the Amazon Marketing Cloud. We could talk a little bit about that here. Uh, as well, well hey, let's just start with that real quick. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in our audience who don't even know what Amazon Marketing Cloud is. Uh, can you can you explain that a little bit? Yes. Uh, so the Amazon Marketing Cloud is essentially what's called a clean data room. Essentially, it's just a think about it as a place that hosts a lot of data uh, and through AWS. And what it allows uh, brands to accomplish now that you couldn't do before is understand the, I would say two main things. One, understand the full customer path to conversion and two, create audiences that you couldn't before. So let's tackle each one of those. When we say understand the full cu customer path to conversion, today you, we don't we think we understand how a customer buys your product, but you don't really understand it. Meaning uh, if a customer searches your brand clicks on a sponsored brand ad, then comes back, clicks on the sponsored product ad, and they buy. The only thing, the only area where you're going to see the attribution of the sale is to sponsored product because that was the last click. And advertising works on the last click attribution. What the Amazon Marketing Cloud does is it stores all that information and it anonymizes the data for privacy reasons. So you don't have the specific customer information but what the Amazon Marketing Cloud will show you is that you had this month for this particular product, you had 100 customers that their path to conversion was uh, branded search, click sponsored product ad, click sponsored display, uh, buy, or uh, see a DSP ad, awareness ad, uh, search to brand name, click sponsored product, purchase. 
because of this, what's happened historically is is uh, especially for those people that have done DSP in trying to understand whether or not DSP has incremental benefit on the sales. Incremental. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, somebody told me that it was a very smart uh, name to, to create a few years ago because really um, that is kind of what's being measured here. Incrementality uh, is being measured with, with uh, the Amazon Marketing Cloud because in the past, if you did a DSP ad and it, it would be hard to understand if you actually drove more sales as a result of DSP. This will help that a little bit because it will show you how many customers you had this month that purchased when they just saw, you know, when they saw both, let's say, a DSP and uh, sponsored products together, and how many customers you had that only saw sponsored products, for example. So you'll get a better understanding, even though the way attribution works is it only goes to the last click. I always thought Amazon should have like a, an assist kind of metric where you know, if you had an ad that assisted as part of the process, it should kind of get something, but just doesn't, that's just, just not how ads work. And Amazon Marketing Cloud aims to solve that. And the more you do um, DSP, especially with upper funnel type marketing, the less you see the attribution there. So when I say upper funnel type marketing, that means upper funnel means not somebody that is immediately looking to buy. So bottom funnel, we have people that are searching for a keyword, they're ready to buy. People that you're retargeting who have visited your listing, they're at the bottom, they're ready to buy. As we move up the funnel, you have people that have viewed competitors but not your product, and then you have what's called awareness. We can, as brands grow and they wanna scale, and they've already sort of maxed out based on like the amount of sales they could have just based on people who are searching for a keyword, they wanna look towards brand awareness but now you're running ads to audiences on Amazon or lifestyle. You have different markets and demographics that you can show ads to. What happens is when you run an awareness ad, that person is not going to immediately see that ad and go buy. They might need to see your ad over three, four months. And then when they are actually in the market for that product, they now remember your name. And when they go search on Amazon, they see that sponsored product ad. They're going to click on it and buy because they recognize the brand name and they've seen the ad before. The problem is that, again it'll usually end up being something else, sponsor products or retargeting that is the last view they have or click before the sale. And you have been running these awareness ads, but you don't know if they're being impactful. Well, now with Amazon Marketing Cloud, you'll see that that person actually started out with the Amazon Marketing Cloud. And I would urge people, if you're running DSP, uh, have whoever is running DSP for you, whether that's Amazon, whether that's an agency, ask them to create an AMC instance for you. And the reason is because whether or not you're going to use AMC now or not, once you create that instance, you can go back a year, you have a year's worth of data since you started creating it. So that means if in six months from now or nine months from now, you want to go back and you want to see the path to conversion, et cetera, you will have already created that instance. And then the other area where AMC is very helpful is you can now create audiences that you could not create before because you are tracking this data. So in DSP historically before, we couldn't target people who, we couldn't differentiate between people who have visited your listing or added your product to cart. Now you'll be able to retarget people who have added your product to cart. 
you'll be able to retarget people who have added your product to wishlist, who have searched your brand name. Um, so lots of different audiences. Um, there's something with AMC that is called paid insights, where um, you actually pay Amazon for additional information. With that, uh, you can see on average how many buys it takes somebody to become a subscribe and save customer. So you can learn that on average, it's three purchases before somebody signs up. Because typically on our first purchase, we don't typically sign up for subscribe and save unless we know we like the product. And sometimes it could take your second or third purchase where you're like, why am I not just saving and just adding this to subscribe and save? So now you'll be able to understand that and you'll be able to actually create a, a custom creative and show an ad to people after two purchases that says subscribe and save, right? Because you know that's the typical time where people do that and you're able to create those creatives. So there's a lot that you could do with this. It's very powerful. But it, I would say it's still early in people understanding it. I would say a year from now, like today, you're an early adopter. If you use it a year from now, you won't be an early adopter if you if you use it. And also a year from now, I think it will apply more whether you're doing DSP or not doing DSP. More software tools will incorporate uh, some data from it. And you'll find that there is sort of this freemium model that if you're using mm -hmm. software, certain tools will give you these certain templates of different audiences and different uh, path to conversion that is included with the software and certain tools will say, okay, now if you, if you want to get crazy and customize, because you can customize almost anything within you, within this data, you'll have, you'll have fees around uh, extracting that data. Um, but uh, I'm sure companies probably like PackView, et cetera, they're, they're PackView is I'm sure already incorporated uh, AMC and are working on incorporating more and more of it. Um, and you'll see those tools continue to add those things. And if you're using those software tools, you'll be able to access that data and it will become more, uh, more prominent. So it is very exciting today. It applies more so if you're using DSP, but I think that's going to change um, down the line. So it's, uh, I think it's important that brands understand this and it will kind of change the way we look at our metrics from um, being focused just on ROAS to being more under to, to having an understanding of also customer journey uh, as well as ROAS because again you're going to have that sponsored brand ad that's not going to show the ROAS attribution but you'll say hey I know when I do this sponsored brand ad together with this sponsored product ad the purchase rate is higher and so now you're going to be looking at these combinations in the customer journey more so than just uh, ROAS and those that do will have an advantage because they'll be able to understand that sometimes that spending more without seeing the ROAS still equals ROAS actually um, on your ad spend. So it's um, it's it's pretty cool and um, uh, I think I think you'll hear more and more about it over the next uh, year or so. Okay, cool. So so we're going to be talking uh, about that perhaps at our uh, elite workshop. So elite members can go to that one. Uh, We'll have tickets, you know, for for non elite members. If anybody's going to be uh, there in town, the reason why we're having it in New York is is it's uh, Amazon Unbox, which is a cool conference. I haven't been to it. This will be my first one. It was my first Amazon Accelerate uh, mm -hmm. last week, so that was super cool. All right, now now switching back to advertising, I want to ask my questions uh, first here. So I got a list of stuff I've been waiting for uh, to ask okay. Leron, but uh, one that I've been getting a lot, and I thought it was a good thing to bring out, is is auto campaign optimization. So. You know, with auto campaigns, obviously, this almost more than any other, you know, can get super out of control if Amazon is showing you for a bunch of random stuff. But 
I'm wondering how do you how do you optimize for a costs on campaigns because you can get to a point where you know, I mean I mean obviously the the no brainer thing is all right hey if, if you should have rules in place where they're using Atomic or whatever software you're using is you know if you get like you know 15 20 clicks or whatever magic number you guys pick without a sale you know might, might start negative matching that that's that that goes without saying right but the other thing you know that people can do is maybe they see some of their their targets uh not performing well like the, the loose match the close match um and they could start you know adjusting on an individual basis those targets right but if you even if you're doing that i've seen sometimes you can get to the point where now you're almost all the way down to like a 10 cent you know target and right. you're st and now you know the quality of keywords at 10 cents it, it, you're just not doing well, but you almost got to that point because right. It, so, so like, what, what, what do you do? Should, at that point, should you just, you know what? I'm gonna go back from ten cents to a dollar just so I can get some new keywords. But like, where do you draw that balance? Right. So the first thing is you can also create four separate campaigns where you literally turn off three and keep one on. So you have a set budget. So your budget is not mixed together within those, within each of those, uh, areas, because, because you might have, um, you know, uh, similar products that do very well, but you might have a loose match that doesn't do well. Right. So that's something you could do is separate out those four, turn one off on each campaign, and then you have a dedicated budget for each one. And if something is working well, you can increase the budget. If something's not working well, you can also decrease the budget. Um, and yes, the first thing, first thing also to recognize is that auto mainly should be there for discovery, discovery, uh, tool. So number one, you may want to allow your auto campaigns to go at a little bit of a higher a cost than what you want overall, because you want it to be there as a discovery tool. Um, and yes, you want to ultimately add negative keywords and you also want to harvest. So that means the search terms that are converting, the ASINs that are converting, whatever your rule is, whether it's two conversion, one conversion, two conversion, three conversions, you want to move them over into the manual campaign. Now, you could also choose, it's another like personal decision, if you're going to negate that keyword in the auto campaign or not negate, there are pros and cons to both. If you negate it in the auto, you have full control in the manual. What if in the manual it doesn't get as much traction as it did in the auto? Right. And you already now you negate it in the auto and it doesn't get traction in, in the manual. That would be a reason not to negate in the auto campaign. But still, you would ultimately have a higher bid and a more targeted bid in your manual campaign where it should be getting traction there and not so much in the auto anymore. I would say the point is don't let auto be too much a percentage of your overall spend and maybe allow it to be somewhat of a higher A cost because you recognize that it's a broad discovery type of, uh, of tool. Another situation. Um, let's say I've got a target A cost for a campaign. Just you know, doesn't have to be auto, but my target A cost is forty percent. So you know, I want my targets uh, for also you know at the target level to to be forty percent. But on one target, let's go ahead and say it's a broad it's a broad right. uh, match target. Uh, I'm at seventy seven percent. Now my cost per click on it is or my target that I had. Uh, you know, the current bid was $2.91. Let's just say $2.91. Let's just say, let's call it $3. I'm looking at an exact example now. Let's okay. say it's $3. If my cost per click is $2.50, right? So I'm obviously not maxing out my target. If my target is $3, right? right? 
but at this this two uh, at this two fifty, I'm still at seventy percent. I mean, right? Why my target was at three dollars in the first place? Let's just forget about that. I don't know what I was doing there. Right. But you know, obviously, I have to go down a lot. You know, you have to go um, down below two fifty to make a difference. Yeah, definitely below below two fifty. But but is there like you know, if two fifty already is seventy seven percent, you know, should I? already try and get or put the target at whatever whatever 40% is going to be or is there value in just going down uh incrementally like if i just go 250 right uh, technically i st it still could now now i was already getting 250 right you know right. I i'm still going to be at 70% or 77% a cost right. should i just immediately go down more and say hey i'm going to go down to $2 because that's going to get me closer to 40% or do I go, do I start, is there any value in, all right, I'm going to go to 250 and then let me go to 240 and 230. What is your, there, your thoughts there? There can be value in going to 230, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I'll tell you what the value, the value is. The value is that the placement that you get may be better than the placement that you get at $2 and that placement can influence the conversion. So, for example, at 2.30, you may be at the bottom of page one. At $1.70, you may be only on product pages, for example, right? And your conversion rate may be much less on those product pages. So there, there is a benefit in going incrementally and not going too fast. I would say it depends on, you know, how much it's spending and how important it is for you to cut a cost. I would also say it's important to understand the relevancy of the keyword. If it's mm -hmm. not such a relevant keyword and I, and my feeling is, well, it may not work or it's not highly relevant. It may not work. My, and my feeling is it's not going to work so well, probably at 240 either. Then I may just bring it down further. Uh, but if it's an important keyword, if I'm maintaining ranking, um, I would try to understand what's happening. You know, is it a cost per click issue or is it a conversion issue? Um, it could be a cost per click issue. It could be that you know, yeah, three bucks, two fifty is expensive, and it's a twelve dollar product, and my conversion rate is good. It's just a cost per click issue. If so, I would try to bring it down more incrementally to to see if you know um, to to see and to see what I'm comfortable with. Maybe I'm okay allowing that keyword to be at fifty percent a cost ultimately. Um, so I think it, I think it kind of depends on the, the keyword, the importance of the keyword mm -hmm. and, you know, how much I'm focused around like tacos versus growth in sales. Um, but there's been, the, the benefit you have in, in the incrementality is the placement is that your conversion okay. rate may be better, um, at a, you know, you, you may, you may just end up being on like product pages at a certain point. And if you are, your visibility, your clicks, your conversions are going to be a lot less, maybe, based on the product than than in the search results. And then when you say when you end up on product pages, it's like somebody searched that target keyword, they clicked on another product, and then Correct. now you're showing up on the okay on the Correct. product page. Exactly, right. because placements, even when you're targeting keywords, placements are happening on search results and product pages. Yep. So yep. I would say, generally speaking, with with PPC. You're better off making smaller, faster, incremental changes and looking at data than making, you know, vast big changes. Okay. Um, you know, 
um, quickly. All right. Next thing is the flip side. Let's say uh, my target A cost is 40%. Uh, with what I'm getting right now, though, it's only 10%. Would it be 10 out of 10, 100% of the situations I should always, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm maxing out my, my, my target. Should I always increase my bid because theoretically I could be leaving money on the table depending on where, where my placement is? Or is there a situation where I would, I, I, hey, let, let's just keep that 10%, um, you know. Um, though, yeah. I wouldn't say, no, I mean, I wouldn't say all the time. I would just say, because again, it, it could be just helping you be more profitable. One, one uh, report that you could look at is the search term impression report, because that report would give you an idea of how you rank compared to other brands in terms of impressions for that particular keyword. So for example, um, you could be already, you could, you could be getting the most impressions out of any other brand and getting 60 or 70% of all, of all the impressions, probably not in that case, because you're maxing out the, the cost per click, but you want to see kind of where you are and how much, how much more room is there, is there to get impressions. Now, generally I would say, yes, for me, most of the time I would want to, um, I would want to increase the bid for that particular keyword, and I would want to get more market share on that keyword. But if you're very focused on profitability, and this is helping your tacos be at the target, then maybe not. What, but what I would say, though, in that case, you may want to consider, let's say you don't want to increase your budgets anymore. You may want to consider shifting budget. You know, take a, Find the stuff that's not working as well, that where you can reduce you know, where you can reduce the bids and then maybe allocate it to this keyword. Generally speaking, I would say I would be, I would be likely to increase the bids on that, on that keyword. If, if, if I was under my overall, I, I would look at it on a kind of a campaign level, not on a particular keyword level. So if my goal for that campaign is a 40% ACoS and because of this keyword, I'm at 30, then I wouldn't, I would definitely increase. Now, if I'm at 40 still, because there's other keywords that are 50 or 60, I would see maybe I need to move budget from those keywords and I, sh and I should give it to this one. So I'm not increase my budget, but I'm a lot more efficient and I'm getting better sales. I would also see where's my ranking for the keyword. Um, if, if I'm ranked number one, maybe yeah. I don't need there's to There's no sense to Right. Increase. Or if I'm ranked yeah. number one, two, three, right? Maybe I don't increase because like I might just be cannibalizing my yep. uh, organic yep. sales. But again, if I'm number 17, I say, oh, I'm definitely pushing, I'm definitely pushing yep. on this keyword. And probably what I'm doing is if it has enough volume, I'm um, moving into its own campaign. I'm adding a top of search multiplier uh, on that keyword. All right. Question from Jonathan. Uh, keywords per campaign. You know, you go from one uh, spectrum where, where there's people who do single, you know, tar keyword mm -hmm. campaigns. You go to another spectrum. Some people have like 50 targets. Yep. Um, let's just start with that part of his question first. So... Uh, we're, I would say we're somewhere in between, meaning your highest search volume keywords, uh, most important keywords, we, we isolate really into their own campaigns. And then from there, based on search volume and performance, we'll group keywords together. Um, I would say probably up to 30 to 50 keywords is max of what I would go per campaign. If you have a lot of long tail, um, lower volume keywords, I think that's okay. Um, but 
definitely the highest search volume keywords or keywords that have sort of medium volume. You know, I might group into you know groups of five to ten, for example. Um, as far as budget per campaign, that's very dependent on you know what is what is your overall budget. What is the performance like, right? I'm generally going to be shifting my budgets. I'm not going to just put a budget. I'm going to be shifting my budget to the best performing, the best performing budget campaigns. And I'm going to be maybe taking budget away from my poorest performing campaigns. Um, so I think the budget needs to be dynamic. Um, I think when you're, your question more budget or discovery or scaling, um, you know, I think in the beginning, you're going to probably have more budget on your broad and phrase then on your exact match, as you uncover those best performing search terms, you're going to move more into, into exact and have, you know, probably more budget there. But it's very common that we find like phrase match be the best performing uh, keyword type. And you'll have, you know, we'll have most of our budget on, on that match type. It's sort of in, in between discovery and uh, very narrow targeted, um, you know, but I, I think, I think over time you're going to put more budget on your scaling campaigns. In the beginning, you're going to put more budget on your discovery campaigns, um, and you know, because you're, you're going to because your scaling really should be your best performing keywords, right? So that's where you're going to allocate more budget to, and less so on discovery because you've already you've already discovered a lot of what's out there initially. All right, kind of a universal, you know, this question has been around for years. You know, people have different opinions on this. You know, hey, you're doing great on sales. Uh, bots run out of stock. Do you do you uh, slow sales by raising price and turning off ads, and then that hurts your potentially keyword uh, ranks before, or or do you just go hard and heavy, uh, run out of stock, and then you know just get back in, and uh, hopefully you still have your keyword ranks when you come I, back into stock in a couple weeks. I think from a ranking perspective, it's better to run out of stock at a better BSR. Um, so I agree. Um, I think that's the better that's the better way to go. Um, sometimes you're going to make a decision that, Hey, I just want the profits, right? Because that's what's more important to me at this point in my, in my business, I'm going to focus more on the profits. Now I'm going to reduce, I'm going to raise the price, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, or sometimes you may be able to raise the price and there's so much demand that you're, you're still, you're still driving pretty good sales and you can still raise the price somewhat and there's a happy medium. But I would say from a ranking perspective, it's, and, and coming back into, uh, coming back in stock at a better rank, it's better to uh, it's better to go out of stock with great sales than to slow down your sales. Speaking of like auto campaigns, exact campaigns, you know, it's it's in my opinion, uh, you know, I don't know if Amazon announced anything, but just in my opinion, I've seen other people say the same thing where, you know, what, what used to be broad and what used to be exact is not, mm -hmm. you know, like like three years ago is not the same now where now you have an exact campaign and, and sometimes you're even shown for like what you would have thought would have been a phrase match or even you know broad right. match in, in some uh, situations because of this. Like, are you managing things differently at all? Like, you know, using modifiers or, or things like that? Yeah, um, I would say use modifiers. Uh, modifiers will help uh, protect it because if you use a modifier, then um, it kind of forces it to be a, re a true exact uh, modifier before each word. In the in your keyword, um, but even even with that, sometimes there are certain um, synonyms that Amazon considers considers the same. So um, you just need to you just need to manage it with uh, search terms and and negative keywords and bids. But yeah, Amazon is definitely 
trying to find ways to you know increase their advertising revenue and as a result they're being more uh they're being more generous in, in what they in what they are considering you know your uh your keyword and use, using synonyms um so you use them use of modifiers will help you know protect against that you okay. used to be they did it they started doing it just in sponsor brands and then we've seen this year amazon doing it with sponsor products also all right. Another question, you know, let, let's say I'm trying to optimize for my target, uh, a cost. And so I make a change, you know, because I'm, I'm trying, you know, like something similar to what we were talking mm -hmm. about, like, uh, you know, I, I'm at 70%, I'm trying to get to 40%. So I lower my bid a little bit. Now, how often are you going back to that and, and, and seeing, all right, now I need to further, you know, cause you talk about doing some incrementality, right. you know, or I need to further adjust that. Like, are you look? is it time-based because of that attribution window where you can kind of take a look at it? Or is it like, maybe I just get another, I can see that in one day I got 500 impressions just because this is maybe some hot, super right. high search volume keyword. Is that enough data where even a day later I, I'm further making changes or, or once you make a change, basically my question is, what are you looking at as far as when it's time to go ahead and optimize uh, further? Is it impression based or time based? It's um, it's it's based on it's based on the data and the, uh, so I would say one it depends on your budget, right? Because the more budget you have, the more data you're going to have that's coming in faster. I still wouldn't make change from one day to the next because you don't mm -hmm. have the full attribution coming in, even if you see ultimately that like. You know, maybe you didn't have any sales at all. Like, you know, right? Like, you just know that you didn't have orders from it. I still wouldn't make change from one day to the next. I would wait a few days. So generally speaking, I would say it's good to be in your account two or three max times. But probably a couple times a week to optimize, I think, is I think is good. Because the one thing you don't want to do is make changes too often where you're just messing yourself up. And this is, a, this is something we see also with sellers uh they're impatient uh right in you know because you don't want to spend money you don't need to spend and you know uh i think everyone gets emotional when it comes to your money uh but i would yeah. say i would say like two two days a week is good to go in and make those make those optimizations so you know if you did it on a you know on a on a tuesday go back in on like a saturday or you know like find two days a week that you go in and you're making those changes now. Again, if you have a ton of data, uh, a lot of spend, maybe do it. Maybe you make those two days, you know, a little closer, like Monday and Friday, or a little closer to each other. But you you want to give it enough time also to get the attribution, uh, because there will be people that uh, and an impression is not. You know, I would look at clicks and actual data of spend, not just you know, not just the impressions, but um, you also people do come back and buy also right so if somebody you could have gotten 10 clicks today and if one or two of those become sales maybe the a cost will be fine and you have people that come back three days later so you do really want to give some time to the and the attribution window to be in place i would say most products on amazon people do buy the same day um if you know they're not very high priced products but it does also happen so give yourself give yourself a, a few days in between changes um, and, you know, even if you're using software that even has like, you know, rule-based things, then you can give the software days, like look on Monday, look on Saturday, you know, look on Friday. And also when we do give 
software rules, you want to make sure like when you're decreasing bids, one of the things you want to make sure that you're doing, uh, just like an example that you said, uh, the rules that we give it is like lower. Uh, okay. If, if keyword is above target a cost, lower cost per click by 5%, let's say, right? Because mm -hmm. if you lower bid, you may not be reaching the cost per click, like you said. So you want to make sure that if you're using a rule-based tool, that you're looking at the cost per click when you're lowering and that you give it, you, because a lot of times softwares will have both the ability to lower your bid or your cost per click, that you lower your cost per click. And the, yeah, we like to do it incrementally. I wouldn't want to go in and say lower lower by 20%, you know, or just like lower, lower the bid too much. Lower 5%. Below, let, then let's see. And then the software will be doing this, or you will be doing this twice a week. So over a couple of weeks, you are going to be significantly lowering your bid where it should be It should be enough of a change. But I would say it's better to kind of go a little slower than make uh, drastic changes. Usually drastic changes are emotional. And, you know, sure. in business, you kind of want to separate uh, separate yourself from some of that, which is why, rule, you know, rule-based is good. But even if you're not using rule-based software, Set up rules for yourself on how you're going to manage this based on the different circumstances. It's not a bad idea to write down for yourself what are the rules that I'm going to use to manage if I'm managing manually as if I'm software. And how often yeah. am I, you know, what days am I going in? How much am I lowering? And, you know, yeah, maybe take some of the emotion out of the, uh, the management. Another question um, now that, you know, obviously for a couple of years now, you know, things like two-step URL search find by are, 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 are explicitly against Amazon terms of service. Me personally, 100% of my launch strategy is, you know, PPC, yep. you know, and it's almost, I'm almost giving it the same thing as when it was search find by, it's still kind of search find by, right. uh, it's just not, you're not, you're not just trying to tell people to randomly search and right. stuff, which is what Amazon frowns on. But, you know, I, lo I lower my, my price, uh, by a lot, uh, in the beginning, uh, you know, big sale price or big mm -hmm. coupon. And then I try and do a super high top of search. Yep. And then it's basically, I'm trying to get people to search, find and buy it. You know, even though I have no reviews where they're right. like, Hey, this is a, this price, you know, like just, you know, I, I, I can't, you know. Uh, I can't uh, l let this go. Right. Uh, so that's my 100% launch strategy. Now, other people, uh, I I hear, you know, sometimes they they couple it with maybe like press releases or 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 perhaps even Google advertising. Right. You know, as well. What about you for you and your clients for launch uh, when you're trying to launch on a certain keyword? Right. Uh, are you strictly doing Amazon PPC? Are you using other we're, techniques? If so, what? We're strictly doing Amazon, and we do it exactly the way you do it. Uh, meaning, first of all, the keywords that we're focused on ranking, we will give them their own campaign. We will utilize top of search placement. We will recommend to our client to come with an aggressive price coupon, and we do it exactly that. The one thing we really w watch for is the conversion rate, okay? Because if the conversion rate is poor, we're not going to get the ranking. And so what we focus on once we start getting the data in is the keywords that we're not getting that conversion rate. Um, if it's across the board, then it's something on the listing side, the price, or you know, we need some more reviews to come in. But if we see some keywords performing very well with a conversion rate and some not, we will we'll pull back on those uh, on those that are not getting the conversion rate. And that really should be that should very much be your focus when you're when you're when you're launching with those keywords. Are you converting? If you're converting, 
then you should, you know, you should start seeing the rankings coming in. Uh, we had a, had a call with a client today and he said, Hey, I'm not seeing the ranking. And I said to him, that's because we're, that's because your conversion rates are too low. Um, and he actually just lowered the uh, price on a product today. And we're going to see if that makes an improvement, but you should be very focused on conversion rate. And we, we've seen the ability to be able to rank, especially when you have a new product and you have this honeymoon period just mm-hmm. with PPC. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think you, you have to do Google or outside traffic or anything crazy. Uh, Amazon will reward you if you are getting uh, sales velocity plus conversion rates on those keywords. Okay, now for the last, you know, five minutes or something, just, you know, some some quick hitting strategies, either on Walmart advertising, Amazon advertising, uh, some things that, that you know, people you think uh, should be definitely doing out there. So, um uh, I would say I would say uh, a few things. Um, talk, talk about two things. Number one, uh, one thing I see that is uh, a problem. We do a lot of audits. Uh, is sponsor display vCPM campaigns. I would encourage you to relook at how much money you're spending on those campaigns. Sometimes Amazon will encourage you to have more of those campaigns. Uh, I saw an account recently that had like I don't know. 30 or 40% of their sales coming from VCPM campaigns. And I could tell you without a doubt that probably the majority of that was cannibalized organic sales that are coming from those campaigns. I would say if you're unsure, don't run those campaigns. Um, The sponsored display campaigns that I like to run are cost per click campaigns and uh, product targeting. You can run retargeting with sponsored display on a cost per click basis. So that's what I would do. Um, I would not run uh, impression-based. And just the explanation is, the reason is impression-based campaigns, somebody can just scroll by, view it, go back to the listing and buy from a retargeting ad, and it gets attributed to the retargeting ad when we don't know, since they just passed by it, we don't know if that influenced them to buy or not since they didn't click. So I would focus on your sponsor display campaigns with cost per click. Um, The other thing I would say is to... Um, the more granular you can go, the better. Um, separate out your branded and unbranded campaigns. Uh, separate out your exact phrase broad campaigns. Um, take your high volume keywords and put them in their own campaigns. Um, the more granular you go, the more control you have. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the one of the uh, uh, keys. Um, and I do think it's important today to also use software because more and more things will be um, coming out with with software. You, you see like the, the Amazon marketing stream. So if you don't have that, um, you should be using software that has the Amazon marketing stream because you can see hourly data on how you are uh, getting sales. One thing we've seen with that is generally, if you're, again, if you're unsure, if you have a uh, limited budget, I would encourage you to day part and stop targeting from 12 Pacific to 5 a.m. That's usually when everyone's budgets reset and you're going to have a higher cost per click um, and not any better conversion rates, usually worse conversion rates at, at night. So that's another strategy to help you, um, you know, to help you save. Um, and, you know, I would say at the end of the day, pay, you know, if you're managing it and you pay close attention, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, you know, ma- managing managing ads. It's taking a look at your search term reports, 
taking a look at your conversion rates, uh, managing bids, adding negative keywords. Um, you know, it's 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 complex because you need to give it time and you need to pull the right reports and data. Um, and and also that sometimes people think their product their their problem is an advertising problem when it's not an advertising problem. It's a product problem, and that's that's also something we see very often. I spoke to somebody today. They sell um, they sell like a shopping cart, you know, one of those like laundry things you, you you carry around. And they said, hey, how come it's not, you know, selling as well? Um, their product has about a hundred something reviews. It's selling okay, but there's competitors right next to you at same or lower price with five thousand reviews. Um, and so, again it's not an advertising problem. It's going to be a product problem. How can you differentiate your listing more uh, from the, from the competitors? They do actually have a great listing. Um, and I think it's actually one of the reasons why I think they're selling, they are selling fairly well uh, with a lower review count, but, um, but also their problem is not an advertising problem. It's, it's a mm. product slash competitor review problem. And that's why, you know, the ability to reverse engineer your competitors with, with tools like Helium um, can really help you understand where your competitors are getting uh, sales from. Also, whenever people look at their competitors, they're assuming their competitors are, even though you may not be, the competitors are profitable and, you know, selling at great margin. And that's also not not always uh, not always the, the case. Uh, people are looking yeah. to get market share. So, you know, I think, I think just go very granular and give ads attention. If not, you know, maybe consider outsourcing it. But uh, if you give it the attention and the optimization and you learn to understand it, um, you know, it's very much a data-driven uh, data, data driven game. All right. If if people want to uh, reach out to you, uh, you know, to get some more help with, with PPC or to ask you some follow-up questions, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Uh, sure. Thank you. Uh, you can go to incrementumdigital.com. Um, you can also sign up for our newsletter there. You'll get our weekly newsletter. We're sharing, you know, updates. We do webinars. Um, so you can also just sign up for the email list there just to stay up to date. And obviously you can contact us through the website. You can also, uh, follow me, uh, and Incrementum Digital and myself on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, um, and you can DM me, you know, if you have any questions. All right. Well, Laurent, thank you so much for joining us. It'll be uh, nice to see you again yeah. in your uh, home stomping grounds there in uh, New York yes. soon. And uh, 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 wish you all the best of success with you and your your team. Please say, say hi to Mansoor. He's been on this uh, show before. Yes, and, thank you. And the rest of your team. Thank Thanks you so much.